0: Welcome back to Miami Nice, the podcast all about the two thousand six Michael Mann film Miami Vice. I'm here with my undercover partner in crime, uh, the amazing Blake Howard. Hello, Eddie. Blake. Hello. And uh, we have an actual undercover guest today, people. Uh, we have someone who has created a, an entire sort of memification of Michael Mann <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, we cannot reveal his identity. He is in deep cover. Um, he's, but hey, he's one of our sources. He's one, He's our Alonzo.
1: <laughs> he's our Alonzo. He's our Alonzo pre the beginning of Miami Vice. I don't want to have to say, what
0: the fuck happened, man? He, had, he was undercover. What the fuck exactly. happened? Exactly. So um you if you you know if you're on Twitter, if you like Michael Mann, you probably follow this person and or have seen uh, some of his activities on Twitter and he is the amazing elusive Michael Manfax on Twitter. Welcome to the podcast, Michael Manfax. Thank you for thank you for doing this.
2: Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: So um, Manfax, so, so please tell us, I yeah. mean we need to know about your Michael Mann fandom, but I want to ask you like genuinely, did you realize how completely rabid and frothing your fan base would be like just loving this memification of Michael Mann? Because I mean, speaking for myself, we, you know, we tweet out some great interviews and stuff. And this is obviously a Michael Mann, uh, you know, this is a Michael Mann confessional podcast. Um, and so uh, did you ever... Like, imagine that it would just go absolutely bananas as it has.
2: No, <laughs> no. <I didn't. laughs> um, and it's especially funny when people have before realized that I mean, barring one, I'm not even really old enough to have seen a man movie in the theater. I no one saw a Black Hat in the theater that was like three weeks, <laughs> um, but. But yeah, I I'm only like my early twenties, so it's it's especially funny when some old heads are like, "Those kids not even old enough to see it." <laughs> I'm like, "And see them on streaming." So
0: we are yeah. the old heads. We're the old heads. Yeah, uh, the elders. And, and, right? and, and we're the elders.
1: And to be brutally honest, you know, as elders, Katie and I, we can say that we're kind of not even the oldest too. There are people that got to see like Thief in the theater who are big fans. Um, you know, so like, you know, if 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 you if you got to see Jericho Mile in a theatrical run in Europe in 1979 (laughs) or whatever it was like you, you are, you can call yourself an OG and I'll tip my hat to you. Please tweet at us. Yes. I would love that.
0: I think that, um, so Bilga Abiri wrote a great, uh, article about Miami vice recently for vulture and Michael Mann tweeted it. And I'm pretty sure all of the replies were (laughs) Michael Mann Mann Facts, facts, which is your signature line. So like, how did you come up with this? And what what was what inspired Michael Manvax What's the origin um, story?
2: So I think I started the account in February. Um, I always like lurked around film Twitter because I'm a fan of movies first and foremost. But I was like, oh, it'd be fun to make something that's not my own and just like you know put it out there. And um, I was finishing up school last fall, and I got like deeply into certain directors, and I did a full man run, and i was you know enamored as one is and um yeah i just basing the account around him i thought it was funny i think it started from the very start of just like parody i'd never have actually tweeted a fact um, <laughs> or maybe i have by accident but the first i think something- i think you've,
1: <laughs> I, I think you've retweeted some facts that's a bad
2: that's <laughs> the bit i only retweet facts um but the first one was something about Michael Mann being born in the Chicago Bears locker room. Like it's been (laughs) nonsense from the start, but um, yeah, I never anticipated that it would get so large and have like a following like it does. I think there's some pretty, you know, we wield some power, some state politician in Ohio follows me now and he loves my stuff too. It's like, (laughs) You
1: know,
0: I should get into politics at this point. <laughs> oh my God. You have influence well, over who,
1: politicians. Who, who, who knew man Who knew man had a big imprint in Ohio? Shout out to Ohio listeners. Yeah. You have Actually, to check yeah, the analytics on the Ohio. podcast and see who is listening in
0: Ohio.
2: <laughs> Ohio. Shout out to the Midwest.
0: Shout out. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, he's a Chicago guy. Like mm. they're, they're, they're repping their boys. Um, so, I mean, It's so funny because we have been talking about this on the podcast. So Blake and I started the podcast in quarantine Mm. last year, and we had been talking about it, doing it forever. And we were like, we're going to just like drink mojitos and, you know, fuck around and and do a podcast about Miami Vice. (laughs) And now it's like turned into this thing. And all these people are coming out of the woodwork and saying, oh, my God, I love this movie. And it's like something from 2020 to 2021. It's been a Miami Vice renaissance, but it's also been a man And like, I can't even pinpoint it to anything. I'm like, maybe it was like Manhunter being on Criterion for a long time. Like what, yeah. what, what, what is going on? Like why are, yeah. is it Blake's influence? Like I don't... there's something in the water.
2: It's hard to say. I don't know. I Maybe everyone just is yearning, you know, they're in quarantine for a long time. They just want to see like relationships on screen again. They want romance and love. And, you know, every man movie is, I mean, it's about crime. It's about whatever, but it's about, you know, this romance between these two characters. And there's nothing steamier than seeing Colin Farrell and Gong <laughs> Lee on screen together. So,
1: Indeed. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Maybe that's
0: yeah. it. I also think, you know, it's interesting because I do think a lot of people... Gen Zers as yourself are kind of rediscovering him or discovering him not rediscovering him but discovering him and and you said you did a whole man run so I mean that's that's also really interesting that people are he's becoming trendy with the Gen Z crew
1: I also think maybe and maybe man facts you can tell us here it's like um I think also Chris Nolan in a tangential way has been a kind of gateway drug to Michael Mann because of his he's like pretty ubiquitous like this is what i see i see people like being like obsessed with nolan and then people watch an interview with him on you know a a myriad of interviews or whatever about this and that and then they're like him always talking about man and loving man and whatever and it's like and being you know idolizing him and maybe his movies directly rip them off they do um and uh (laughs) and uh, you know those those sorts of things like him bringing that all together and it's like um oh well actually let's go back to the source and then when you get to the source it's like this this you know this this is good like god this guy is good have you seen how sharp this guy is to figure that like like that's how good man is i think that and i've seen a little bit of that too so i don't know man facts Well, i don't know if you're seeing that in the people that you're interacting with or whatever but yeah it seems it's just like a good a good time to be um a good time to be familiar with the man
2: you know it's funny you say that because obviously there's the dark night and heat and that's the one everyone talks about but i saw it today i think I don't know exactly how old he is, but someone I follow, I think he's 18 or 19, he's young. Um, he was tweeting a review of Tenet that he rewatched um, and making like all these comparisons. And then at the end of his review, he's like, if the Dark Knight is Nolan's heat, Tenet is Nolan's Miami Vice.
0: And I was like, <laughs> whoa, go. whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Mind blown right I- now. <laughs>
2: You know, maybe I just have to rewatch them back to back and see
1: for myself. <laughs> uh, uh, my actual review of Tenet was, this is Nolan's black hat, to be honest. <laughs> this is what um, that's what I wrote.
0: you were That's what I thought you were going to say.
1: That's where I was at that. But no, that's, it's, it's super interesting. But, you know, the big one that no one talks about, and I think maybe Man Facts, we might have to talk about you, Katie, and I talking about it later and doing like a bit of a tweet off about it. but. I think the I think Insomnia uh, Nolan's Insomnia with Robin Williams and Hillary Swank and obviously Al Pacino. I think that's like a Vincent Hanna sequel. That's like Nolan mm. taking Vincent Hanna straight out of heat and going what the hell did this guy do afterwards? Well, he kind of got corrupted and uh, and and planted evidence in a crime scene on a guy that he couldn't actually get and then like had to keep living. And I I, I when I look at those two movies like they are I'm like this is a guy who is literally making a heat sequel but he's just kind of changed the character but it like Pacino feels in the Hannah lineage in that movie big time for me
2: I 100% agree with you if you saw me typing I was looking <laughs> up a tweet of mine from March 30th <laughs> and I said Christopher Nolan is often regarded as conceptual filmmaker but people are perplexed by insomnia where's the novel idea here they asked I however see it quite clearly What if Vincent Hanna had to go solve a crime in Alaska? Michael Mann (laughs) fact. Yeah,
1: that's like yeah, it's right there, like that. I've I, and and um, I had a a great guest on One Heat Minute uh way back, Adam Frost, who's a screenwriter and now an author, and um, Adam reached out as a. You know, as I'm sure your fans reach out to You Man Facts. Like he he was a an admirer and a connoisseur of man, And obviously then he became an admirer of One Heat Minute. And Adam goes, Blake, I've got a story for you. Like I'd love to come on the show. Like I'm a, a big fan of what you do. I'd love to come on the show. We can do a minute, but I've got a story for you that's going to like knock your socks off. And Adam was on a flight to Vancouver with Chris Nolan on the way to <laughs> filming Insomnia and got into like a chat with him on the plane and he was like gushing about heat. And he was like, oh, "Oh, this is my, this is my, you know, this is me talking directly with Heat. Oh, like you know, Pacino, Vincent Hanna, da da da. Like he was like, and I was like, so we just have like we have an insider goss, like right from the horse's mouth that like Insomnia is the Heat sequel, and that's you know that's that was as good enough for me. But yeah, no, I I think people miss that. They're just like, oh, this is just another, it's a remake, and I'm like, no no no, this isn't a remake. This is a this is a Heat sequel."
0: I love the idea of a filmmaker, like one filmmaker making a, uh, what's it called? Like a spiritual sequel. Yes. yes. It was somebody else's movie, but just like not attributing it, you know, like just saying like for me, for my personal uses, <laughs> this is what this is. And if anyone else gets that, then I just love that idea.
1: I, and I also think like, it's funny, Katie, you said that cause I was thinking about, um, bad Lieutenant port of call cool, New Orleans. Right. With, and I was like, it doesn't have to be called bad Lieutenant, but you know, right. that, Werner Herzog was like, I love Bad Lieutenant and this Cage loves Bad Lieutenant and this is just going to be our Bad Lieutenant and we want to just, we want to, we don't want to do the spiritual thing, we actually want to go, no, this is a Bad Lieutenant, this is our take on Bad Lieutenant Um, and yeah man, far out, they could not be more like wildly kind of stylistically and tonally different. Beasts, um, based on those guys doing it because Cage is just get playing Cloud Kinski, playing um, a <laughs> bad <laughs> lieutenant, yeah, but yeah. it's but it's like so so cool. All right, well, let's backflip into you know, let's back it backflip into Miami Vice when you're deep diving. So, I want to ask you two questions. One is when you're deep diving through the man filmography, how does Vice hit you and has it changed? Because I know that you've been obviously inundated with man and sort of immersing yourself in it, and then secondly, like, do you see uh, Miami Vice particularly as something that comes up in your mentions quite a bit because I would imagine like we see it pop up you know we're obviously lurking for the Miami Vice mentions but I would I'd be keen to hear like what you think on the f- sort of front lines of, uh, of uh, film twitter man of
0: man twitter of man twitter yeah,
1: man
2: twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miami Vice is one that more than any other has gotten better and better and better every time I rewatch it which I'm sure a lot of people can say the same um i think i first watched it either at home in the midwest or with a roommate i had who visited me again over this past summer and he had his hair all grown out like colin farrell in the movie and he's also he's british so he was doing like the the colin farrell (laughs) accent oh my gosh that's hilarious The weird i don't even know what the accent is in that movie but
0: (laughs) (laughs) did he have a handlebar mustache
2: he did. I okay. think I tweeted a picture of it, which I'll show you guys <laughs> later. Yes, but, so. um, but yeah, so there was kind of that too. I'm like, oh, well, if my friend loves this movie, I'm going to love this movie as well. Um, and the first time I watched it, I was like, that was very cool, but I don't know if I I got it. But then every subsequent time, um, I even showed my dad and he was like, because he, you know, he watched the original show and he was like, what? that was fine. I was it's like, like no. you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, um, But the amount it comes up in my mentions is probably I think it's out of any man film and like the sphere of Twitter that this exists in or I exist in it's the favorite um I don't know if that's because it's a lot of young people where this came out in 2006 so especially now and there's this whole like Y2K nostalgia thing people are looking back at that film because it exists in a very particular moment in time, j- just from the intro, Nam Encore." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. When, you tweeted something funny about "Num Encore." Day. I mean, every day, every day, they're like,
2: If you if you look up "From Manfex Num Encore," you probably get like a hundred tweets. Um, and that's
0: why that's why I relate. <laughs>
2: Um, but yeah, the, the music, the style, Colin Farrell, uh, the stories behind the scenes more than any other of his films are just like, it's, it's fascinating from every aspect. And um, yeah, it's definitely a favorite of young people I've noticed too. But um,
0: yeah. yeah, it's interesting because I never tied it to like this idea of like the Gen Z kind of Having this nostalgia for like two thousand six or two thousand five because like I was in my early twenties in in two thousand five and I'm like oh yeah Jesus God I do not want to wear those fucking <laughs> I, ugly clothes again I don't want to be that I don't want to be that Blake anymore <laughs> I,
1: I really don't and I don't want any photographic evidence to emerge of what that Blake was like. <laughs> I know. Um, maybe we need, maybe we need our good friend Garth Franklin who created our logo. Katie, to find a picture of you and I in 2005-6 and put it together like we're at the Miami Vice premiere. Like
0: Oh my god, I will I'll find something. In Facts, I'm uh, gonna
1: I'm gonna send you. I've been going down some rabbit holes recently uh and I found some really spectacular uh, Miami Vice premiere photography that I'm just going to give to you and allow you to do with what you will disseminate just, tag me, it. just disseminate <laughs> yeah. it as, as you feel appropriate but um yeah that's a, it's it's just a it's a wild rabbit hole to go down in that time but it's so funny like it's like now um uh I've recently been doing some teaching and a couple of times when I talk to my students I say teach me I need you to teach me about this I'm an old man And I have never felt more old on this podcast than right now for Nostalgia for 2006. That's what's happening. I am so
2: sorry. Oh, that's all right.
1: That's okay. It's all right. Well, I
2: I looked up the 2006 box office because obviously I didn't see this in 2006. I was seven years old, but I looked up what I was seeing. And I think the biggest one was like Flushed Away. You guys remember the movie Flushed Away? It's like an animated movie about people that are rats. Yes. yes, It's a DreamWorks picture. Um, so yeah, I wasn't seeing, uh, Miami Vice in 2006, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it is interesting. It's just, yeah, the phenomena. I think, I think, I don't know, maybe like our generation of people are kind of like, like, we're not rejecting that anymore. (laughs) Like we're kind of just like, we can appreciate this movie now. And then there's a new generation of people who are appreciating it again. It's sort of like we can see it through their eyes or something. I mean, uh, I, I just mean like the, uh, as a collective, you know, and people are appreciating the movie more. Um, there's so many theories. I just want to say, I was looking at your Twitter. I just have to read this tweet that you um, helpfully retweeted yesterday from Eddie Marson, who we love. We oh, stand. Awesome. Um, and love Eddie. Uh, he has a great Twitter. Everybody follow him. <laughs> the tweet says you retweeted this. <laughs> I'm in Miami. Haven't been here since I made a prat of myself in Miami Vice afro spray tan caftan shirt what a knob
2: <laughs> <laughs> the the kicker what a knob really got me good <laughs> so, it's
1: so good
0: uh, anyway so we we stand eddie Marson and uh, katie his- katie you
1: know <laughs> katie that verified tick we might have to use that power for good yes, and get, we you, have you've, to got get him. you've got it you've got a tech you've got to dm him and say Eddie, please. It would I be know. such an honor to chat to you on our show. You know, I think, I think he'd be I down. I can't, I, I can't DM
0: him. Uh, if he
2: agrees, t- yeah. uh, then you have to flip it back on him and say, you can only come on if you do the accent.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, my no, no. God. No. Oh, fan <laughs> facts. Are you kidding? <laughs> Having Eddie Marsden on the show and not doing the accent. Are you, that, that would not. Work for us. We'd cancel the episode. You gotta episode. do
2: the the authentic Cajun accent <laughs> from my Vice 2006.
0: Do it. You, I, I assume, based on this reference, you've you, have you watched the director's commentary?
2: uh yeah.
0: <laughs> <I know about laughs> when Michael Mann is like, "Yes, it's an authentic Cajun accent," and I'm like, "Good sir, that is not what that is. For That's something that else entirely." Research. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like you that, that, that this was a conversation we had on like the second episode yeah, of this couldn't podcast believe, it. Couldn't believe it. um yeah um but uh thank you for resurfacing these gems we need them <laughs> yeah no we need, we need to
1: keep we need to keep doing it i've just i've just dm'd you guys in our in our twitter thread um some pictures okay. from miami vice premieres just for you guys to you know just to okay. see okay colin's we look like.
0: wearing a turquoise scarf
1: turquoise scarf this one's it uh, looks like a shanghai premiere of miami vice um he's got his head shaved um he's yeah. looking a little uh a little a little uh not quite healthier than he has <laughs> in previous ones uh still their gong lee looks obviously beautiful then you've got jamie fox and colin that's just that that those faces like guys who like cat ate the cream sort of deal like they just look like two guys who know that yeah
0: this- also that hair that Pointy up in the front hair, bush, the bush hair. Was, a, yeah. was a big deal. Yeah, I
2: just sent you guys
1: something.
0: Oh my! <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> Most 2006 photo of all time. <laughs> oh my god! Vest. We've got an the open pendant. vest. We have a stone pendant. We have a shirt that's like buttoned a light, once. It's,
1: it's buttoned once. Light blue, almost looks denim, but it, I, yeah. it, I think it's tricking our it's tricking our eyes. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is wearing a blue, like kind of <laughs> proto Ed Hardy shirt that has writing all over the sides of his, uh, of the bottom half of his shirt. It's like a and baby a wallet blue shirt.
0: chain. The wallet
1: and chain, a wallet is everything. chain. A wallet wallet
0: chain. Wall- um, um, Oh, Colin has frosted tips.
1: Colin has frosted tips. The most early two thousands, late nineties thing of all time. Michael Mann is dressed <laughs> as Vincent Hanna from Heat. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't know why. This is seriously eleven years after nope. Heat.
2: It's good that you bring that up because, and we talked about Nolan earlier. Nolan is another director who likes to dress his actors like him. Like, yeah, Pattinson and Tennant, that's Nolan. Yeah. And I, when I rewatched Black Hat earlier this week. If you look at like Michael Mann's casual wear, Hemsworth is just, I mean, he's a much bigger man, but he's just wearing the same clothes Michael
0: Mann wears. I, lo- I love the idea of both of these guys being like, no, I like that outfit. Kroger fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: I like it. Can, can <laughs> yeah. you make me a small much smaller version? The the baby version cuz Chris Hemsworth is a giant and Gong Lee has got this beautiful uh nice sort of like blouse on and she has a brooch and she's also then for some unknown reason wearing denim jeans and like a cowboy belt. So it's just
0: okay listen i just want to say the outfits that gong lee is wearing in all of these except for the gown the yes the low slung denim with the cowboy belt was absolutely my look (laughs) 2006. okay and it's it's
2: coming back katie oh my god no it can't
0: i have i'm I'm invested in high-waisted i can't i'm gonna i'm pushing 40. um (laughs) Um no but yeah the western belt i still have them Katie <laughs> so someone's going to be buying them off me soon <laughs> Katie
1: for old time's sake just get we need we need to get you dressing like gong lee at a premiere for for something coming up and get snapped by getty's (laughs) images and we'll post it that would just be outstanding for the fans oh
0: my god i have a photo of me in college wearing like some you know jeans and like some huge brown belt and a vest a vest is just a shirt nothing underneath it no why did i need anything underneath the vest (laughs) and I'm screaming into a megaphone, which is what I used to do in college. So, you um, know, these are the things. I'll find the photo, I'll share. It with
1: that's them. very Al Pacino, uh, uh, very Lol Bergman of you um, from the insider. But I literally have a vest that is like stashed into the depths of my stuff that is that, that <laughs> Colin vest. I might have to dress like that for another one of our shows. I'll just like dress like Colin Farrell in this picture. Um, oh God! So yeah, I can definitely do that. I need to yeah. get a, a really a really bad pendant um yeah <laughs> so <laughs> okay. so man facts um what is the most bizarre like i think i was following you and admiring and having a little chuckle at your stuff and then i started to realize that you're like that that the virality that you were experiencing because like i think one time i i took a funny photo of like michael mann like trying to film jamie fox like one centimeter away from him firing a rifle on a gun range and you retweeted it and it just went bananas and i was like oh god okay that that wasn't i that wasn't a very i didn't even write michael mann facts or anything like that i just like i just (laughs) put that up there i was like look at michael mann like getting in there doing this isn't it funny and um so in your, in your time, what is, the, what is the one thing that has just absolutely blown your mind? Like what was the one thing that you tweeted or that you engaged with or the one person that came back? I know you said like the governor of Ohio or something is following you, but like well, has there ever been another moment where you've like posted something you thought was quite innocuous and it just went absolutely gangbusters?
2: Um, yeah, one time, and it wasn't even man-related, it was about movies in general. I was tweeting about the worst date movie you've yes. ever been on and that's been the biggest thing far and away. Which is weird. I guess a lot of people have bad date experiences at the movies, which, you know, universal experiences. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think I, I don't, it's hard to say because sometimes you'll just tweet something before you go to bed and then you wake up in the morning. You're like, whoa.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Every single tweet that I just I'm sort of like eh, and just like fired off and then like walk into a movie or go to bed or like step into a meeting or something. I'm like, then I like, look at my phone and I'm like, what the hell have I done? Like I, yeah. this was bad. And it's usually like some like hot take chaos tweet. And then <laughs> I'm in trouble. I actually, oh my God, you guys, I got in trouble with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I should not, should I tell this story? <laughs> yeah, why? why not? Yes. I never tell this story. It's so embarrassing.
1: Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. This is what I've been waiting for. Fan <laughs> facts. Just a hot tip for folks who are listening right now. you're going to hear and look i like nolan i love nolan i also really love danny valleneuve we are really lucky honestly one of our buck one of my personal bucket list guests um and i was sort of like crowbarring it in to katie was this amazing french writer film critic educator and author called jean baptiste thore and i think man facts you're going to be a guy who's going to want his latest book it's called mirages um it's it's a michael it's all about michael Mann. it's all about michael Mann. it's 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 currently in french he wrote literally the one of the greatest pieces of film criticism that i've ever read um called gravity of the flux about michael Mann's uh miami vice in 2006 and i think it got disseminated around 2017 around the world in a couple of translations and those sorts of things so it's absolutely just one of the great it's a
0: great piece yeah he's gonna be on the podcast Coming he's, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll,
1: so as we're recording, I'm gonna put it out early because I I like it so much. Listening to it, I was like, I want m- more people to listen to this as mm-hmm. soon as possible. But there's this funny moment where he's talking about Michael Mann and he's gushing about like man and everything that he does and like how he's like in in the French sense, he's a true auteur. And he goes, and my God, if auteurs are Chris Nolan or Denis Villeneuve killed me now. And I was like, yes, throw that shade, throw that shade Jean-Baptiste. It was so fun. He shaded them ha- hard, so, yeah. so now, Katie, with that oh introduction- God. This is such so, a
0: stupid story, but it has to do with Twitter and Christopher Nolan. So last, <laughs> remember last year when there was that interview where Anne Hathaway said he doesn't let anyone sit in chairs? Yeah. <laughs> So like, I, I don't know. I'm I was squatting like,
2: right now. I'm not even. Yes. Thank
0: you for, you know, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for adhering to the rules. You have to take this seriously. Um, so like, I, I I don't know, I was just going about my life. It was, I think during this <laughs> <was> last summer <laughs> and um, like my friend like sent me the tweet and she was like, wow, what the fuck? This is stupid. I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, like of IndieWire or whatever being like Anne Hathaway says Christopher Nolan doesn't allow chairs. And then I'm like, okay, let me like not get sucked into this. And then one of my, someone that I know, I'm not going to use any names here. Someone that I know tweeted like, oh, people say this is ableist. Like that's ridiculous. And I'm like, well, if it's true, it is ableist. And if it's true, like it's a labor violation. (laughs) And then, you know, I was just, I was more annoyed at my friend, you know, than anything else. So then I, but it was just a reply to a tweet and then some fucking dude from IndieWire if he's listening to this fuck you um he he puts you know when they embed your tweets oh no you so he's absolute- like and then he quotes it and he's like LA Times critic Katie Walsh says no, Christopher Nolan is violating labor Loss <laughs> and his ableist what a
1: motherfucker sorry that's and just, i can't that's believe a- you said that about christopher
0: nolan <laughs> i know so
1: such the- a dirty rat of a
0: trick i know so yes and so i i don't even know and 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 tweets like they can embed them because they're like public documents yeah. they, they did not he didn't have to say hey this is in my article like blah 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 i had no idea that it was in there, and then I had I was working. I stayed up really late and working, getting deadlines done. And then in the morning, I like have a bunch of call, missed calls and text messages, and I'm like, "Oh, hey!" I, and I pick up the phone because someone calls me again, and it's Christopher Nolan's publicist, who is one of the most terrifying women on earth, <laughs> and she's like, "Hi, Katie. I just wanted to let you know that um, Christopher Nolan does allowed chairs." and I'm like right from uh, the source I know and I'm like uh okay whatever like I'm not that pressed about it or something (laughs) and she's like (laughs) well it seemed to you like you were really upset about it on in in IndieWire and I'm like what are you talking about and I I I was like I have to go and I I go on IndieWire I find this article And then I'm like furiously DMing the kid from IndieWire being like, get this shit down right now. (laughs) I'm like screaming at him. (laughs) And then I'm meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like DMing everyone from IndieWire. I'm like, take my name out your mouth. (laughs) And then uh, they take it down, but, um, you know, they leave the article up, but I'm like, you know, yelling at them to get this out of there. And then I'm like furiously texting her being like, it's out, it's out. I'm not that mad about the chairs. (laughs) <laughs> and i but then i'm like do i need to like send chris for nolan like an edible arrangement listen maybe a for scarf like... or
2: something listen,
0: like... for, yes i need to send him like a mermaid scarf, scarf. You, need to, you
1: need to send him a turquoise scarf in the style of colin farrell <laughs> in that picture i just sent you guys that's number one number two the olive branch is waiting chris you come on to a special episode of miami nice we can talk about how it's your tenant you know <laughs> yes. olive branches katie this is what we can play oh my god that's so funny anyway but,
0: sorry uh, i that's just how i get in trouble on twitter and it's but that's a dirty rat trick it like is a going, dirty rat trick, yeah because
1: it's going into a reply you're not like yes. if you did a 50 if you did a 50 tweet thread and about it and it was causing and you were like going going at it to like really go hard on it i understand them going collecting responses this has come back it's had a weird response and you know Crusading crit- a crusading critic Katie Walsh is gone on a, like a thread you literally wrote one tweet and they're like I'm gonna make this the centerpiece of my article
0: I um, was so is- mad hey, because again it's like I thought it was I like I that's why Twitter is so problematic because it's contact context collapse where yes. I think I'm talking to just my friends and I think I'm talking to my friend we're having a conversation but it's public and everyone can see it and people can embed that stuff so like that's I think why like you know people get piled on and, and dunked on and all this stuff because they think they're talking to their like 200 followers and then someone plucks it out and throws it into the wide world of, of the whole mess so this yeah. is a whole other conversation but no, no, it's,
1: it's no it's, it's true it's true I yeah. was like embed more man facts nonsense like get in there like let it like go to the most like random stuff put that in an article for god's sake i know
0: well that's why like on twitter now all i do i'm like all i'm doing is talking about stuff that i like and being positive and anything that i don't like i am not talking about it i'm saving yeah. it for the group text or the dms and that's why like i love your twitter account because it's just like fun and positive and, and silly. silly and we're having fun
2: yes yeah i that i try to keep it that way i feel bad when you know something through whatever algorithm gets put on someone's timeline who just has a twitter to talk to their friends they don't have like five followers whatever and then they reply oh miami vice i didn't really like that movie and then, like, and then your
0: followers
1: reply. just hammer them
0: oh, <laughs> and i'm wow. like i it's out of my hands I'm so sorry. <laughs> it has become just, very unfashionable to shit on Miami Vice yeah I so. know oh, and, and, it's, and,
1: and it's also like if you like there's been times where people have come at me like especially during the run of one heat minute like talking about how oh it's fine or whatever and I'm like and I just respond to them like this is not like just be really clear this is not the place for this totally you know <laughs> this this is not this is not this is not a dialogue about whether right. he's good or not. It's the best movie ever made. So you exactly. need to you need to stand up. You need to just walk. Just pack up your pack it, pack up your stuff. Take your bat and ball and just go home. Because
0: but like, it's just like is, just not yeah, on this, this timeline. This podcast
2: life. isn't called the Socratic dialogue. Of yeah. it's called every single minute of the
0: movie.
1: <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, so so yeah. and again, Miami Nice. It's that perfect outlook. And I think you know that's a it's a really funny. It's a really funny balance of what people take and what people don't. And I, I'm, I'm just all about, and this is why we really wanted to talk to you man Facts, is because I'm all about the things that get embraced and people know exactly what they are. And I feel like that's your following of people they get it like it's a funny silly like some of the things are going to be fun retweets that people have put up of Michael Mann or great articles or whatever and you're very generous you know you know retweeting some of the stuff that we've done and mentions for us and all that sort of stuff and I'm sure and any other great pieces on Michael Mann that exist out there that you encounter you're like you know you'll tag it or whatever the case may be but then it's that total mix of like here's Michael Mann at a premiere from 2006 and isn't hilarious like that's just like that's that's exactly the balance of I, think what, what, what Twitter should be, it's like the perfect state. And then if you, if you start to go out, it starts to become a weird, like hellscape. Um, yeah, yeah Right. Uh, of things. Um, and sometimes Instagram live, I went on great, great friend of the show. My best friend and Kate, a friend of Katie's to Maria Lewis. Um, she's an author. She was on a, a Instagram live with the great Helen O'Hara from empire magazine, editor at large. And I was, I was being a Twitter troll, uh, like, but in, the, in their Instagram live, but in the nicest possible way, like going, they're like, they're talking about cult classics and I'm like, yeah, heat cult classic. Um, and then just like, just saying stuff. And a few of the people in the chat thought I was serious.
0: And, oh, and then and they, they piled on you. And
1: they were like, oh man. Yeah, he, he's, he's right. Like Michael Mann's amazing. And, and they're like, and Helen and Maria are seeing my comments pop up and they're like, guys, Blake is our friend and he's an idiot, you know, like, like yeah, that's, that's totally cool. Yeah. Um, well, well, please so
0: I was going to ask man facts like was there a patient zero Michael Mann film for you like was there a film that that you saw the fir- for the first time was it heat was it anything like did someone say you have to watch this like I'm curious how that started in terms of your man your mm. man fandom
2: um so I would always see like Mohicans and heat on TNT when I was a kid yeah. and those are movies that are just on for like with commercials five hours or something throughout <laughs> yes. the whole day So I'd catch those, but never sit down and fully like watch them, watch them. And then um, I'm like an occasional blank check listener. So when they did the Man series two, three years ago at this point, uh, they started with Thief. And I was like, oh, Thief, like I've never, never watched that before. And uh, I sat down and watched it with my dad, my uncle, and my brother. And my dad fell asleep but my uncle stayed up and was just like glued to the screen. And I was too. And then afterwards he just goes, it's a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) "Yes, That was a really good movie. Um, so that's, that was the first one, which is a cool first one, I guess, to be like, yeah, this is something.
1: Um, Just with a budget straight out of the gate, such stylistic flourish, such, such clarity, you know, that's, that's, we haven't talked too much about this Katie, and Man Facts, I wonder if you... Because I know that you're just a, a, a guy who loves movies. But I... People's first movies that are amazing. Like, when you look at, like... Oh, my resumes, God. Like, when I yeah. look at, like, say, like, for example, you got a Thief, or even if you're lucky enough to see Jericho Mile. Like, also, Jericho Mile, straight out of the gate. Amazing movie. Like, it was made for television, obviously, but internationally got a theatrical run. But, like, I look at things like Thief, which is a the first theatrical, and I look at, like, Blood Simple. And you mm-hmm. just, like... And like res, do, reservoir dogs and you're just like what the fuck? like how, how? like yeah. uh, you know and, and even like heart eight or sydney as the pta fans will sometimes correct me on but like i did you see the the clarity of vision in that first
0: movie like it's miraculous like i and I, like I, the the daringness the boldness of oh. vision i feel that way about raw um the julia oh, cornell movie that
1: raw is so oh my gosh
0: that is yeah like you're just like how is someone so assured because I review a lot of first features and like sometimes it's like okay it's a little shaky like a little like low budget or like they didn't have everything going on but like you can see the the germ of potential there and like that's what you're looking for in a first feature is like does this person have an idea does this person have something to say if it's rough around the edges fine but then then you have something like thief or raw or blood simple where it's just like perfect instantly and you're just like how how oh, yeah. how how yeah i feel
2: Adam. that way about um rebels of the neon god and as tears go by as well it's oh just my like... god
0: as nice go
1: by, jesus christ it's just like what like i just like... it's so good <laughs> oh it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. Good.
2: i went to see um a rap screening of possession a couple weeks back and oh before... my god it's yeah the uh the theater does a little clip that's like oh stay masked up and they use the clip from the beginning of as tears go by where he's like why are you wearing a mask and then she's like because I'm sick or whatever I just saw I need to rewatch it it's so good
0: (laughs) I just saw as tears go by for the first time um at the American Cinematheque and it's so good and you can totally see Wong Kar Wai locking into like what he's gonna do for the rest of his career
1: he's kind of he's kind of miraculous i look at you know i mean so many of his films but like chunky express was one recently i was i'd never seen it and i just watched it and i was like what is wrong with me how did i how did i avoid this for so long and how it's got so much energy yeah it's like you cannot it it is like an energy drink of a movie where you're like (laughs) oh my god like how does this even happen um but yeah so i think it's kind of miraculous when you can have that experience and like i i love when you're with uh a few times i've done that like i've got a couple of buddies um who are just they're my like normal mates i would just call them but they're not my cinephile friends so like you know yeah. i i they're like what a like the other night my friend goes hey can i come over and harass you let's watch something uh, i've i've set up quite a nice projector screen in my house and he's like let's watch a movie together and i go okay he goes what do you want to watch and i went have you seen chinatown and he's and he'd never seen it just oh fun and i was like beautiful let <laughs> I just put it on and we're watching it together. And when it got to the end, he was just like flabbergasted. He's like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I said, I go, yeah, it's kind of, you know, the bleakest ending of maybe any film in American cinema history. Uh, Roman Polanski was like, how do we make this even more depressing and horrible? Let's make sure that Faye Dunaway's character dies at the end and that's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to end this bad boy. Um, and you know, I, I, love that reaction from him. And I did the same thing uh, to a, a movie that I know that, uh, Katie and I love cause he's a teacher as well. And I, um, I showed him another round and uh... we watched another round together and like, just, he was just like, that, I mean, that was really good. I mean, just a really <laughs> good movie. I'm like, yeah, it it's, sure was. You know what it
0: is? It's, um, the, the good movie thing. It's, um, it's Bilga's, Twitter bit yeah. where he's just like good, good movie. movie. Good movie. <laughs> I love that. I love
1: sh- that. Shout out to Bilga who said that like someone was uh, did that question. What do you think your last words will be? <laughs> Bilga said good movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like you yes, know what say. you don't
0: need to say anything else. That's all you need to say. Good movie. <laughs> good
1: movie. Well, look, in the spirit of uh, good movies, Facts, This has been great to chat to you. Um, we are big fans. We are happy lurkers. Um, and uh, if uh, if we're so inspired for future man entries in the catalog you want to come back and have a chat with us and be your fun elusive self we would love to see you um but look thank you so much for for shouting us out and uh, and for throwing all that good man positivity out there and as uh, yeah. man elders uh, we appreciate you and uh yeah just thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat to us it's been awesome
2: no i appreciate it thanks again for inviting me on this was a lot of fun and uh I will take any open invitation to come and talk more,
0: Thanks for, uh, making Twitter just a little bit more fun.
1: Just a little, just a little bit. Actually quite a lot more fun. A lot bit, a lot bit. Actually, actually a lot because I don't know. Some people go, my Twitter's a hellscape. I'm like, who do you follow? Just get them out of here, guys. Like there's a block button. Like my Twitter's a, Twitter's a haven.
0: Yeah.
2: Twitter is amazing when you can get six hundred people to like a tweet that's the diner scene from Heat intercut with the footsie scene from
1: Flashdance.
2: <laughs> I, I did it earlier this week. It's incredible. Oh I, I love my followers.
1: <laughs> Outstanding, man. <laughs> that's thanks you so much. art. Perfect. This yes, is art. Thank you. This is art, and this is <laughs> Miami Nice. And what, well, we have to. Cl- you have to sign off and just say the the three magic words.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, you guys ready? <laughs> Get yeah. ready. Michael Manfax. facts.